today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I guess one of the big questions anytime uh, government uh, gets involved with uh, public sector employees, is it going to be confrontation or cooperation? And uh, it may not be looking good for the teachers right now. A union representing Ontario education workers is planning to talk about organizing strike votes at a meeting later this month. The Canadian Union of Public Employees sent a memo to members uh, this week and saying August 22nd there's going to be a meeting on the agenda will include talk of organizing strike votes. Uh, that got a quick reaction, of course, from Education Minister Stephen Lecce, who says that CUPE should be putting its energy into negotiating at the bargaining table instead of planning strikes. My message to the leadership is that they will rescind this action today. They will take a step back and reflect on the consequences that this may have. And they will work with us, as I believe we have been doing for many weeks with that union specifically. It doesn't sound like a very good start to the relationship with this uh, new term of government here. Uh, I want to bring Karen Littlewood into the conversation. Karen is the president of the Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation. Uh, Karen, great to have you back in the program. Um, give me a read on, on what you've seen happen over the last couple of days. We know that there's going to have to be some negotiation here right now. Uh, is it your sense that, that Minister Lecce is going into these with an open mind? or, or Tell me tell me what you, your read is based on what he's done over the last couple of days. <laughs> Yeah, good morning, Bill. It's been uh, an interesting few days in Ontario, it, especially in education. There's There's been a lot of uh, media happening, and the statements yesterday were really quite harsh on behalf of the, the Minister of Education. It was a previous government who decided that all education unions would have their collective agreements expire at the same time. So we end up in a situation where you have different groups bargaining and different actions that could potentially be taken. Um, right now, uh, we are at the bargaining table. Well, no, I'm not there right this second, but I will be sure. heading there. And we will be uh, bargaining on behalf of our education workers in OSSTF. Yesterday, we were bargaining on behalf of our teachers and occasional teachers. We are following a process. Um, the minister's comments yesterday, I think probably instilled a little bit of fear in parents. And that's exactly what we don't want to have happen. We want parents to know that OSSTF members are prepared to be in the classroom. We are eager to to see students. We know that COVID still exists and we have work to do with that too, but that we are excited for September and the return to school. But you've got a list of concerns, a legitimate list. And you and I have talked about these in the past. Yeah. And, and, you know, these predate any talk of any contract negotiations, uh, COVID-related stuff, infrastructure, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I, I got to imagine, Karen, those things are going to be on your agenda. Absolutely. You know, I, I don't like to make it a habit of quoting the minister, but he did tweet yesterday that the government will do whatever it takes to ensure kids return to normal and stable classrooms. I agree. You know, <laughs> you talked about cooperation at the beginning. We are ready to cooperate. I agree with the minister, but what that means might be different to the two parties. We believe in public education being fully funded. We believe in schools being fully staffed. We've had some real staffing crises over the last couple of years, and I'm concerned about unqualified people coming into the classrooms. We should be striving to have the highest quality workers in education working with our students in the province. We do need to address the cost of living and the fact that because of Bill 124, which really was incredibly restrictive to a woman-dominated field, you know, when you'd cap wages at 1% and you say this to, to a large group of, of mainly women, sorry, you're, you're not going to earn anymore, it makes it really challenging to put gas in your car and to drive to work. We want to be bargaining in good faith. We don't want to have legislation imposed. We'd like to have cooperation at the table 
But most of all, we need to be investing in the students of the province. They really are the future of Ontario. Well, I want to go back not too deeply into history here, but pre-pandemic, if we could for a second. Uh, and there were some concerns, some major concerns, uh, and I talked about this with your predecessor, uh, about what was going on, because at that point, the government had announced some rather huge changes to the way things were going to be funded. Uh, mm-hmm. School boards were upset about this. The, your union was upset about this. All the unions were upset about this, uh, about the impact it was going to have on education and it was going to have in the classroom. Then, of course, COVID hit, and everything seemed to get back on the, on the, on the back burner for a while anyway, that, which presented its own set of issues. Are you concerned that they're going to try to go back into that situation? I mean, one of the things that jumps out to me right now as a result of, of the pandemic, of course, uh, was was remote learning, uh, which the government really seemed to think is a fabulous idea. Uh, I talked to an awful lot of parents whose kids were involved in that, and, and they're not really warm to the idea. Uh, are you concerned that there's going to be a change in the way that we actually educate our children, that they look at this as an opportunity to, uh, to, to introduce and, and you know get into some of the things that they wanted to do? Bill, it's a wonderful recap of what's happened in the past. And the word that comes to mind is shortchanging. The the government might be new, but it's the same old government. And they're continuing to shortchange the students of the province. People may have forgotten, but in 2019, they announced basically funding cuts that would result in the cutting of 25% of the high school teachers in the province. We had to take job action to roll those cuts back. And we were very successful um, in that in order to try and preserve public education. But, you know, the throne speech this week where another $225 million is going into the pocket of parents. I'm a parent. I understand, you know, you need money, but that's about $80 a person. What exactly can you do with that other than to signal perhaps the trend towards privatization in education? And that should not but we be what we're striving for in Ontario. That fear is real in healthcare right now. And that was clear this week when, when the school boards and when the ministry talks about choice and here's some money for you, that is leading to privatization. Do we want to end up like the United States where we have charter schools and voucher schools where in the state of Texas, um, you know, you have veterans who will be allowed to teach now because of the shortage in education where they'll be possibly going to four days a week. That's not what we want in Ontario. We need to be fully funding the education system and viewing it as an investment and not shortchanging the students of Ontario. Well, if... Is that the line you draw in a situation like this? Because I'm, and again, I'm not suggesting. I don't know what the government's agenda is. I don't even know what they're going to present at this stage. Uh, but uh, I, I, I can pretty much guess. I think with a, a fair deal of optimism and confidence that they're not going to say, "Yeah, we got tons of money here, Karen. What would you guys like?" Uh, you <laughs> yeah, know, this, this, they're going to play hardball. They absolutely are, you know, and same for us. We don't know what they're offering at the table. In March of 2019, long before our collective agreements expired, they announced that they were going to cut 25% of the teachers. We don't know what's going to be offered other than on June 3rd, the premier said, I love teachers and uh, it'll be more than 1%. Well, you know, what exactly is that? I want to remind the premier that OSSTF represents education workers, but many unions do. It takes a whole team to educate the students and I want them to, to really think about what their priorities are. I know highways are really important, but we should also be valuing the, the people in the province and the students of the province, but also the workers in the province too. Putting money towards um, private opportunities is not going to help the publicly funded public education system. I, I, I'm going to say this. I, I won't ask you to 
But the government, especially this government in, in, in the last term, developed a rather acrimonious relationship with, uh, with public sector unions, not just teachers, but, but other workers as well. Are you hopeful that they can put that behind us? I mean, you know, Mr. Ford reached out to an awful lot of the trade unionists, and, and, yeah. uh, and, and they followed in behind him, as, and probably were a major part of him getting reelected. Uh, does he offer the same olive branch to, to, to public sector unions? Well, yeah, you know, that it was interesting what happened with the trades and people are free to vote however they want. And often pennies in pockets or rebates on license stickers are what convince people how they vote at the at the, at the ballot box. But we have to be looking again at, you know, the overall system. No, there are not tons of money sitting around. We totally acknowledge that. And this is not just about money. This is about the working conditions. This is about health and safety, not just for the people working, but that also carries over to the students of the province. We have buildings that are crumbling. Despite what we hear about 100,000 HEPA filters, there are way more than 100,000 classrooms in the province. Are students going to be safe as we're heading back in September? We work as a union to make sure that people are safe. That's all people. We have the ability as a union to protect the workers, but we hope that that carries over to the students too. We we understand the government used the word prudent uh, in the throne speech. I, I understand that too. But we have to be looking at the investment today is really saving money for tomorrow. And many of the effects of negative education decisions in the United States have happened over time. We don't want to wait until the roof is collapsing. You can't just put a tarp on it to fix it. You have to be looking now at the structure and ensuring that everything is in place. And sometimes you have to spend some money to make some money. Well, we can't predict exactly what's going to happen, but uh, the negotiations are going to have to be ongoing pretty quickly, and there's an awful lot on the plate. And parents and, and everyone else is concerned about this as well. Uh, Karen, I wish you all the best with this uh, for the sake of, of your teachers, for the sake of the education system uh, and the well-being of Ontario. It's an important element to this right now, and, and here's hoping. I, I'm not expecting you guys to come out of the room all, you know, hugging each other and singing Kumbaya, but I, you'd like to think that there's a, at least a working relationship that can be developed here. That's right. We have to find our common interest and that has to be the students and the well-being of the students. And that's what we're there for. And, you know, if you take one sound bite out of this, I want to assure the parents of the province, OSSTF members are going to be in the classroom. We are going to continue to bargain. We hope that the gov government is also going to be bargaining in good faith, not in the media and not with legislation. Karen Littlewood, president of the Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation. Uh, Karen, thanks again for this today. Uh, we'll talk more about this down the road, I'm sure. We will, Bill. I'm sure we will. Talk to you soon. Take care. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.